Well, we are going to have an outdoor service starting September 13th. It is really, really, really important for the body of Christ to be together. And we've been trying to provide opportunities for you to do that by, by coming here and socially distancing. And, um, and it's, been, it's been good, but wouldn't it be so awesome for us all to get back together I mean, being the church is part of that. It's part of being all together and coming and worshiping the Lord together. So we are going to have an outdoor service on September 13th. Stay tuned for more details. But this is a really good time for you to invite your friends, invite your enemies, invite anybody who needs Jesus. So pretty much anybody. Okay? On it? Do this if you hear me. Okay, well, this morning I'm really, really excited about bringing this word because I really specifically believe that the Holy Spirit spoke this to me this week as I was just doing my journal reading. Um, For those of you who don't know, we're trying to get through the entire Bible in a year. Um, It's a little bit of a challenge some days, but if you haven't started, you can just go on our website and it's under the events, under journaling plan. You can start anytime. The Bible is an eternal book. So it's still going to be the same next time, next year. So you can start reading that. There's actually like an express plan too that's a little bit uh, truncated. So, So it's not quite as much reading. But either way, especially during this time, read the word of God. You know, the devil wants to get into your head. And we're going to kind of talk about some things today concerning that. But I want you, if you have your Bible with you, or if you have it on, your, on your, your smart device, if you would open it up to John chapter 5, I'm going to be reading, this one is from the New Living Translation. We're just going to read um, the first 15 verses of this, starting with verse 1. It says, Afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city, excuse me, near the sheep gate was the pool of Bethesda with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, laid on these porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. Okay, let's back this up. I want to give you a little bit of context here. Something that's really interesting here is that the Bible almost always references which festival it was, but in this case, it doesn't reference the festival that Jesus was going to. And it's just, it's talking about, it's just one of the holy days. Okay, and so, and it says here he returned, so this is happening in Jerusalem. I've actually been to the spot where this took place. Um, it's, it's called, it's inside the city of Jerusalem near what's called the Sheep Gate, Okay, so there's a whole bunch of stuff going on, even right here. The Sheep Gate. Guess what the, why the Sheep Gate was called the Sheep Gate? It's where the sheep went. Huh? What a coincidence. <laughs> it's called the Sheep Gate. But this morning, as I was reading in John chapter 10, where it's talking about Jesus is the gate for the sheep. Check that out. Jesus is the gate for the sheep. So this is taking place near the sheep gate, and it was the pool of Bethesda. The word Bethesda, Beth, anything, anytime it says Beth, that means place or house or bet. They say bet. But we say Beth. Bethesda means the house of mercy. 
Because this is the place where Jesus is going to demonstrate mercy to people. I I, I titled this message, uh, Miracles in Healing for Lame People. How many of you can identify as a lame person? (laughs) I definitely know I'm a lame person. But um, it says here, it says that was the pool of Bethesda with five public Uh, covered porches. Okay, now now, scholars have said that on these five particular porches, on a normal day, there would be about 300 people. But during the time of these festivals, they said there could be up to 3,000 people. Now think about this. These are people who are sick, people who probably can't make a living, people who are probably outcasts, probably homeless or something like that. There's a lot of diseases, so there's probably like some pretty nasty smells going on. And this is a place, it says that Jesus came up to this place and he sees a guy who's laying there. He had been there, he had been sick for 38 years. Now think about this, 38 solid years, this guy has been laying on this, on his mat for 38 years. And it says, and when Jesus saw him, he knew that he had been ill for a long time, of course, because he's Jesus. He's God. He knows everything. So, and it says, he asked him, would you like to get well? And here's what the sick man says, which I find astonishing. The guy's been sick for 38 years. What would your answer be? Do you want to get well? <laughs> Duh. <laughs> of course I want to get well. But here's what the guy says. I can't, sir. He says, I don't have anyone to put me in the pool when the water bubbles up. Uh, let me back it up and explain this. Some of the manuscripts don't contain the part that says that every once in a while an angel would come and kind of stir up the waters of healing. These are the healing waters at Bethesda. Some manuscripts manuscripts don't include that part, but I think maybe it was Jesus just kind of going by and just like stirring it up when he was there. But anyway, so it says here, the guy says, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up, the, the, the healing waters. It says someone else always gets there ahead of me. So essentially, this is like a competition to see who's gonna get healed or not. So this guy, because he's lame, He just lays there and he can't get off his mat. He can't get down into the pool. So he says, I can't, I can't get well. It just, it it isn't possible. So Jesus told him, okay, now think about this. This could probably come across as being kind of mean for Jesus to say this. Of course, Jesus isn't mean. We know that. Jesus is nice. Jesus is kind. Like he asks us to be kind. But Jesus says to him, hey, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Right after the guy just got telling him all the reasons why he couldn't get healed, Jesus says, hey, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about our mats. We're going to talk about the reasons that we sometimes struggle to move on in the Lord, why we sometimes struggle to be fulfilled 
why sometimes we don't really completely embrace who we were created to be, why we're held back, some of the reasons, some of the things that hold us back. But it says here, instantly the man was what? Instantly. This is what Jesus does. He does miracles. He does healings. And we firmly believe, by the way, I, I'm, uh, I'm back in school. I, I'm getting my master's. And our first course is um, the life of the leader. It's talking about our personal lives. Because, you know, you can't really lead if, if you have your own personal mat that you're lying on and And so the very first class starts out with the personal life of the leader, but it's also touching on our Pentecostal roots and the the history of Pentecostalism. And I am proudly, I am proud to say that I am a Pentecostal, which means I believe Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe Jesus still does miracles. I believe Jesus still heals. Do you believe that too? Do you have excuses do you have reasons why you think Jesus isn't going to heal you? Or do you, do you think that there's something that's holding you back from getting the healing? Do you doubt that God is good? Do you doubt that Jesus is good? Do you doubt that Jesus cares? We're going to kind of tackle all this stuff today. But here he says, stand up. You know, several times throughout the Bible it says, stand and see the salvation of the Lord. You have to stand to see the salvation of the Lord. And it says in Ephesians 6, it says, it says when you're fighting against these spiritual things, because it says we don't fight against human beings, we are fighting against spirits. Amen? But it says that you need to take a stand. When the day of evil comes, to stand. And here he's saying, stand and pick up your mat and walk. And this is what Jesus is saying. This is what the spirit of the living God is saying today. Stand up. Stand up. Pick up your mat and walk. This is the same Jesus that told this lame guy, he tells all of us lame guys the same thing. Stand up. Pick up your mat and walk. I have here an actual mat um, from, I'm just kidding, it's not, this is actually my, my bath mat from home. <laughs> I, I kind of envision the mat that this guy was laying on. Um, if you've ever been to one of the beaches in California or Hawaii, um, a lot of times they'll sell you these kind of straw, kind of woven straw mats for like $60 or some price like that. But there are these mats that you lay out. I I kind of always envision that that's what this guy had. But today I'm going to use this because it was there. So he, he says, pick up your mat and walk. And it says instantly the man was healed. So he rolled up his sleeping mat and he began to do what? Began to walk. A guy who was lame for 38 years was doing what? I mean, we we can't gloss over this. Instantly, instantly, when the guy did what Jesus asked him to do, what happens? The guy is immediately blessed. What do you think happens in our lives? 
when Jesus tells us, stand up, pick up your mat and walk, what do you think happens? Let's, let's talk about you. I want you to think about this. What do you do when you get a clear directive from the Lord? When God tells you something and you know, and if you don't know the Lord, I just want to tell you this, you can hear his voice. When you receive Jesus and you are filled with his spirit, you can hear the voice of the Lord. It is still possible today because he promised he wouldn't leave us as orphans. He promised he would send his Holy Spirit to instruct us and to teach us everything by his spirit. He promised to send us his spirit. So for those of us who are believers, I want to ask you, when Jesus gives you a clear directive, he tells you something specific. Do you stand up, pick up your mat, and walk? Or do you go through all the reasons why you can't? Do you go through all the excuses why, how, oh, yeah, but Jesus, I can't tithe because I don't make enough money. And so, or I can't stop gossiping. I mean, it's just, I mean, I grew up in a family where that's just what we did. And it's just, it's so hard. Or if the Lord convicts you of watching porn and you come up with all the reasons why you can't stop. And he's telling you, stand up, pick up your mat, and start walking. Walk in the calling that he has called you for. He created you for a purpose, it says in the Bible. It says, it says live a life that is worthy of the calling which you've received. Every single person in here, I want you to elbow the person next to you gently. Elbow the person next to you and say, she is talking about you. You are called of God. You are called of God. And Jesus, Jesus is just telling you, stand up. Pick up your mat, whatever your mat is, and start to walk. And it says, instantly the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping bag, began walking. And it says here, but this miracle happened on the Sabbath. So the Jewish leaders objected, of course, because they're always contrary. And it says, and they said to the man who was cured, you can't work on the Sabbath. It says, the law doesn't allow you to carry your sleeping mat. Okay, so these guys, they had to work so hard at trying to make up all these laws that didn't make any sense. And so they were basically saying that for this guy, so he has his mat, he has his sleeping mat. This is where he sleeps. Let's pretend it's kind of wet still from my shower, but <laughs> kind of gross. Okay, so this guy, he's on this thing for 38 years, right? Sorry, camera guys. And he's like, Jesus walks by. Jesus is like, hey, do you want to get healed? You guys are like, yeah, I can't. It's just not gonna, it's not gonna happen for me today. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the God of the universe is asking you, do you want to be healed today? Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be set free? Amen. Do you? Today is the day. Jesus is saying, stand up. Stand up. Pick up this dang mat. Whoa. Sorry. And walk. 
take up your mat and walk. This mat represents your, your sin. I like to say sin with two ands. S-I-N-N. This is your sin. These are your issues. These are your doubts, your fears, your discouragement, your, your um, what else am I forgetting? Your rebellion. This represents all of that. And let me just say, when Jesus tells you to do something, the smart path, just a clue, <laughs> do what he says. Don't, don't, for some of you, this mat represents overthinking. This represents trying to figure out how God's going to get you out of this mess. <clears throat> this mat represents speculation. You know, um, I want to, I want to introduce you to my grandson, Jackson. Come here, Jackson. Come here, buddy. Come here. He's looking for the mic. There's no mic this time. Okay, Jackson is three. What is the typical, what is the typical three-year-old? How would you uh, define the, the behavior of most three-year-olds? <laughs> so... Three is the age where they start thinking they know something, okay? They start trying to decide that they probably know better. And let me just say, hi, Jackson. When he's given a directive, he has two choices. Obey or what? Obey or there's like not a lot of gray. When you're three, there's usually not a lot of gray. When he, when he obeys, can you say obey? Obey. Yeah. <clears throat> when he obeys, his life is epic. He gets treats. He gets to play. He gets all kinds of blessings. What happens when you disobey? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> He's like, we all know. <laughs> when, when he disobeys for a a, a brief time, his life is not filled with blessing. It's not filled with joy. It's, it's filled with like time out or, right. You don't get to play when you disobey, huh? No. In the same way, when Jesus is telling you, and I believe there are several things Jesus is speaking in this room today and to those of you who are watching online, Jesus is saying, hey, it's time. It's time to obey right away with a happy attitude. Right? Obey right away with a happy attitude? Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Jackson. Gortalala. I want to point this out because it really is this simple. Hey, bud, it's time to go to Lala. Yeah. It is this simple. What is Jesus saying to you? What is he telling you today? Where do you need to stand up? Where do you need to pick up your mat and just start to walk in what God's called you to do and to be? What is it? What is holding you back? It's black and white. 
and, and I don't want to be dogmatic, but I do want to tell you this. I, I, I live for one thing. I, live, I, I have one goal in life, and that is to see each and every person that I come in contact with drawn closer to Jesus. Okay, two things. I want to see each and every person drawn closer to Jesus, and I want to have fun. So two goals in life. <laughs> but I care about people walking in their calling, walking in who they were created to be. That's my goal in life. I don't have a secondary agenda besides having fun. Because you can have fun walking and, and, and leading other people into walking in their calling. You know, I, I've almost died three times, and I am convinced most people take themselves way too seriously, and they take life too seriously. You know, the Bible says that a joyful heart is good medicine. It says laughter is actually good for you. And studies have shown laughing is actually a really good way to be healthy. It says, but, but a broken spirit, you're, a, it dries up your bones. And Jesus is saying, I want you to stand up and I want you to walk in what you were called to walk in. And that is when you will be given joy, unspeakable joy. It's in his presence. You're not going to find it anywhere else. You can keep trying, but don't. Don't waste your time. Stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Can you say those three things with me? Stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Going on here, it says, the Jewish leaders objected to Jesus. It says, they said to the man who was cured, you can't work on the Sabbath. These guys are trying to say, you can't get healed. Jesus doesn't do miracles today. Jesus doesn't heal this is what religion does. It keeps you from believing that God is who he says he is. It keeps you from believing that Jesus is for you. It keeps you from believing that you are precious and honored in his sight. Religion makes you feel like you're not good enough. You don't deserve grace. And no, you don't. Nor do I. That's why it's amazing. Because we don't deserve it. It's getting what we don't deserve. It's a gift of God. We can't understand it. And let me just say this. If you think you're pretty good, you think you're a pretty good person, you either don't understand grace or you don't understand yourself. Because you're not such a good person. And I'm not trying to be rude here. I'm just saying the intentions of our hearts are almost always selfish. Amen? Anybody else lame like me? Yes. Okay, thank you. One honest guy in here. <laughs> and that's why Jesus came to set the captives free. That's why he came to say, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. And the religion says, nope, you cannot. Unless you do this and this and this and this and this and don't do this and don't do this and don't do this and say this and you have to do this and you have to dress this way and you have to eat these things and you have to do this. No. Jesus said that the works of God is this, that you believe in the one that he sent. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you believe that what Jesus Christ did on the cross was enough? Or do you have to add to it? 
Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Amen? And religion doesn't want you to believe that. Religion wants you to think, oh no, I have to figure this out. I have to make this happen. I have to earn God's love. God probably doesn't love me because I haven't done everything right. Well, welcome to humanity. There is no one righteous, not one, except for Jesus Christ. And this is what he's saying. They're saying, you can't work on the Sabbath. But, but the man replied, but the man who healed me told me, pick up your mat and walk. And that's what Jesus is saying to us today. Pick up your mat and walk. It says, who does such a thing as that? The religious leaders demanded. And it says the man didn't even know who Jesus was. He's like this this dude just kind of walked by and told me to do this, and so I did, and look, now I'm walking. Who said such a thing, they demanded. The man didn't know, for Jesus had disappeared into the crowd. But afterward, this is what Jesus did. It says he found him in the temple. He found the lame guy in the temple, no longer being lame, and he said, now you're well, so stop sinning. Why is Jesus saying this? Now you're well, so stop sinning. He's saying now you're physically well, but you're still caught in your sins. He says, or something even worse will happen to you. And then the man went and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had healed him. See, Jesus loved him too much to let him just stay, first of all, in his condition, and second of all, in the condition of being spiritually lame. And I, I believe with all of my heart, the Holy Spirit is shaking up the body of Christ today. And he is telling us, get ready, because Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming soon. And I want to ask you again, are you going to have regrets? Are you going to be laying on this mat with your excuses, going, well, I couldn't really, I couldn't really serve the Lord because, I mean, I just had so much childhood trauma. And now I am not denying that there is such a thing as childhood trauma or even adult trauma. There is post-traumatic stress. There is mental illness. I'm not denying any of that, but I'm here to tell you Jesus still does miracles today. Jesus is still the healer. Amen? Amen. Jesus still wants you to get up off this. Get up off your mat. He's saying, get off your mat. He's saying, pick it up. Pick this thing up and walk. And and you know the reason I think Jesus wants you to, to pick up your mat Because then you can go back and you can say, you know what, I was blind, but now I see. You know what, once I was a drug addict, but now I'm set free. You know, I was once rejected, and yet now I understand that I'm accepted. What are your excuses? Let me ask, what are your excuses? Are you just exhausted? I know a lot of people are just exhausted. The whole coronavirus thing. How many of you are sick to death of hearing that word? (laughs) the thing that has transformed the entire world. But you can determine, is it for better or worse for you and for those that you influence? 
Because I think Jesus wants you to be able to say, you know what? This thing happened, but Jesus did a good thing in me. What is Jesus doing in you? What is the area where he's saying, get up? If you're exhausted, Jesus says, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. He's saying, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and gentle of heart, and you will find rest for your souls. If you're exhausted, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Are you believing lies? Is that what your mat is? You believe things that Satan is telling you? And let me just say, Satan is real. Okay? If you, if you, oh, the president of Foursquare just sent out this letter. It was so good. And he said, he said, if we remove God from our culture, then there's no moral standard. It's everyone just, like it says in the Old Testament, everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Isn't that our culture today? Isn't that what's happening in our country today? You remove God and there's no moral standard. But then he said this, he said, but if you remove Satan, then everyone else becomes your Satan. Other people become your Satan. They become your enemies. And Jesus is saying, nobody's your enemy. The only enemy is the enemy of your souls. And this is a little slight rebuke, so prepare yourself. But I just want to say this now to the church. This is, if you don't know Jesus, I'm not talking to you right now. You can check out. But for those of you who are part of the church, if you would spend half the time praying for others, then you do criticizing them or gossiping about them or judging them, the body of Christ would be so effective on the face of the earth. If you would pray and bless other people rather than criticizing them or nitpicking them. And one of our pastors said last week, I thought this was so wise. He said, you know, people that are not walking in what they're called to do and to be, they major in the minors. They focus on the little things. They focus on other people. They focus on other things. I am saying, church, it's time to focus on the king of the universe, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. That is what we're supposed to focus on. So if you're believing lies, anything contrary to the word of God, kick it out. Take your thoughts captive. Or maybe it's just, maybe you're mad as laziness. Maybe you're just like, yeah, I just don't care enough. It says in the Bible, it says that lazy hands make a man poor, but diligent hands bring wealth. This is not just a financial thing. This is also a spiritual thing. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways. The unrighteous turn. You guys, it's time to turn to Jesus, to stand up, to pick up our mat and walk in what God's called us to. I mean, are you discouraged? I get it, guys. I get it. I get it. It's discouraging. Things that are happening now, we don't know how long this is going to last. I remember back in March when people were saying, oh, yeah, this might even last till September. I'm like, September? No way. Look where we are. So I understand if you're discouraged. 
but the, the command in Joshua chapter 1. It says, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. It's a command. Turn to the person next to you and say, do not be discouraged. And do not be terrified. Why? Because the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. If you stand up, you take up your mat, and you start walking, Jesus will be with you. He will walk with you. He will not leave you as orphans. He will not leave you alone. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Is it doubt? Are you doubting the Lord? Are you doubting the goodness of God? Are you doubting the promises of God? Are you doubting that God loves you? Is it easy for you to believe God can love other people but not love you? The Bible says in James 1, it says, you should believe and not doubt. Because if you doubt, you're like somebody who's like on a, on a boat, be tossed back and forth. I don't know anybody else, if, if you've ever been on a boat and been tossed back and forth, that's a really unstable way to, to function. And Jesus is saying, don't doubt. Don't be like that. But believe. Right? Don't be distracted. Are you distracted by all these things that are happening in the world right now? Are you distracted by, by what might be? I, you know, I think at the end of this, first of all, I want to say things are never going to go back to normal, okay? Things are never, ever, 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 ever going to be the same for any of us. But who do you want to be like? Who do you want to look like at the end of this? Do you want to look like the worst version of yourself or do you want to look like Jesus? Because I want to look like Jesus. And he says, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Fix your eyes on him. Anything else that you're, that you're distracted by is going to lead to death. It's not going to bring life. And Jesus came to bring life and to bring it more abundantly. So stand up, take up your mat, and walk. Can we do that right now? Can we stand up? If you could just lift up your hands as a sign of surrender, you can do this at home too. It's not against the law. Lord, we lift our hands in surrender. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you, Lord, that you don't pass by us. God, when we're lame, Lord, when we're just laying there making excuses, thank you that you stop and you tell us to stand up to take up our mats and to walk. And Lord God, we, we come before you, Jesus, right now. We come before you and we thank you for your patience. We thank you that you are a long-suffering God. We thank you that you are the king of the universe, Lord. And Lord, we, we thank you that you have told us that we could do everything in your name. There is nothing impossible with you, Lord. All things are possible for those who believe. And we believe right now, Lord, we believe you still heal. You still do miracles. Do it today, Lord, in each and every one of us. And Lord, we want to just come before you. Can you just turn your hands around like this as a sign that you're giving up that mat? Name the mat. 
Name it. What is it? What is holding you back? Is it rebellion? Is it sin? Is it doubt? Is it is it stress? Is it exhaustion? Is it laziness? Is it lies? Is it discouragement? What is it? Name it before Jesus. Is it distraction? Name it. Just name your mat. Lord, we lift up this mat to you. These, these things that have held us back for so long. Lord, these things that we have rested on and, and, and relied on. God, we, we surrender them to you. We thank you, Lord, that they are evidence, God, that you are for us. Lord, that we can, we can carry them around as a sign that you are a God of hope. And hope does not disappoint us because you have poured your Holy Spirit into our hearts. And we thank you for that. Lord, and now hold your arms out like this if you would. Lord, fill us. Fill us to overflowing, Lord. We want to see your kingdom come and your will be done. Lord God, we believe that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We invite you, Lord. Do your healing. Do your miracles, Lord, in our midst. God, we just want to be purified. We want to walk in the calling, the calling in the manner in the, that is worthy of the calling that you have placed upon each and every one of us. Lord, we believe. Help our unbelief. Set us free. Show us how to walk, Lord. Show us how to walk one step at a time with you. And I just want to invite anybody, if you have never named the name of Jesus, if you have never surrendered to Jesus Christ, I don't care if you've been going to church for 38 years or however long it is. If you have never surrendered, you have never fully given your life over to Jesus. Now is your time. The good news is all of us are sinners. Every one of us has sinned. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. Each and every person has fallen short of the glory of God. But the good news is that Jesus Christ came and lived a perfect life, offered himself on the cross to bear the sins of the entire world, to bear every single one of your sins and my sins. And Jesus Christ did it because of his great love for you. And all you have to do is is agree with him. Confess that you can't save yourself and receive what he offered on the cross. Receive the forgiveness that Jesus Christ is offering you. If you have never done that, I just want to invite you this morning to pray this prayer with me, okay? It's not a pat answer. And and of course, there's the persevering of the saints and we need to continue to walk. It's not like you just stand up and then you stop and that's it and you're safe. This is an ongoing relationship with the king of the universe, the God who created you and loves you and died for you. So Jesus, we come into your presence this morning. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We just confess to you, Lord, that we have sinned. Lord, I have sinned. Lord, I have fallen short of your glory. I have fallen short of perfection. And I can't save myself. I can't be good enough. But Jesus, thank you that you came to earth. God Almighty, who put on human flesh, 
lived a perfect and sinless life and offered yourself as a sacrifice for my sins, for our sins. Thank you, Jesus. We don't get it. We don't understand it. It's too beautiful. It's too marvelous. It's too amazing. Your grace is too amazing. But we're grateful, Lord. And we receive your forgiveness, Jesus. Lord, we want to be born again of your spirit. Fill us to overflowing with your Holy Spirit. And let us live lives worthy of the calling that we've received. Let us walk in a manner that pleases you and honors you and shines a light in this dark world, Lord. Make us good witnesses for your glory. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. I love you guys. I love, love, love you. I am sorry if you felt like I was a little too hard on you today, but I want to just say Jesus says it again. Stand up, take up your mat, and walk. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. We'll see you next week. Get together with people this week. Get into the Word of God this week with other people. Live a life worthy of the calling.